everybody, and welcome back to Don't Quit Your Day Job. My name is Paul, and I'm your host, as is usual. And today, from somewhere in America, uh, on Perpetual Tour, I have uh, Molly Mess from Some Kind of Nightmare. So is is your husband Chai? Is is that how you say it? Is it Chai or Chi? Chai, like the personality trait. Oh, Chai. Okay. So I'm, I'm presuming he's also there with you. Yeah, he's driving. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Where are you right now? We are in Buffalo. Okay, cool. So, yeah, we just uh, we played a house show two nights ago. Um, and we are practicing with uh, our buddy Trey. He's going to be coming on the road with us for the next couple of months. Okay. So, so let's start there. So, uh, people who are in bands often refer to the, to the band they're in as sort of like a marriage, right? And you got to get along and you got to do all of that sort of stuff. And you're actually married to your bandmate and you're also on the road all the time. And so the thing with bands though, is you can get away, right? The tour's over. Now I'm not going to see these guys for a couple of months, but, but you guys, I mean, how, how does that that dynamic work? Um, we usually have drummers in rotation uh, mm-hmm. because it's a lot to ask somebody to live on the road full time. Right. Um, but I mean, I love touring with my husband. He's my best friend and it works really well. We, we work really well together. Um, this past situation, um, one drummer tried to join up full time, but was going through some things uh, that he needed to take care of. Um, unfortunately, we were left scrambling a little bit, um, but we were lucky enough to find a couple of people to fill in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Rick from your guys' scene, uh, <laughs> he did a really good job very last minute at the Pittsburgh show. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that show, so again, for anybody that's listening, so some kind of nightmare just played in Pittsburgh. They started their tour in Pittsburgh and uh, Rick O'Mortis from Children of October subbed in and everyone knows Rick on the Pittsburgh scene. He's a, he's a great guy and an amazing drummer, but watching that show, you would never know that, you know, you guys had one practice or whatever, and he just stepped in. It was seamless. He, he did amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, I think because Shy and I have worked with so many different people throughout the years, because our, our band is 15 years old. Right. Um, I think we may be turning 16 this year um, because we've worked with a lot of people. As long as, you know, the individuals know the song, we can adapt with them as well. Right. Um, because we've had to do similar situations in the past, but Rick really nailed it. He yeah. worked very hard to get those songs down and you could tell he, yeah. he did a fantastic job. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's talk about, let, let's start sort of with the catalyst. So again, you, you mentioned it. I think anybody that knows your band knows that you don't really have a home base. I know in your, in your uh, bio and in some of the descriptions, your California, San Diego, California band. I also know that there's some ties to Ohio or roots, but really you're roaming around playing shows. So what was the catalyst for saying, fuck it, we're just going to go out and do shows and live in a van? That was shy, actually. Do you want to take over a little? Uh, I got to go over something. He's trying to get people. Okay, so 
we did we did a, our first very first tour and it was up the west coast um and it was in 2011 we really loved it and then shy booked us a two-week cross-country tour in 2012 and it just everything fits so smoothly it was amazing and again the the drummer that we had at the time uh canceled a week before the tour started oh, wow. i had been booking that thing for six months yeah and so i hit up the first number i saw on craigslist and i found our buddy phil colin and he jumped in and we have been best we've all been best friends ever since cool. but it's after that when shy came home from work one day when after we got back from tour and everything he's like why did we come back you know, to, to come back to our jobs to, just to pay rent. Like, what if we just kept it going and didn't have to pay rent? What if we just lived on the road? And it's part of that came from a really awesome band. Um, oh, my God, my name. They were called Klepto. Freddie and Phil are some of the greatest people ever. And they were living on the road. And we saw how they were doing it. And we asked them, like, how do you do this? We would really like, you know. Yeah to try this and then one day i came home and he said yeah we're doing it we're we're quitting our jobs and we're moving out we're hitting the road full time and there was a part of me that was terrified and at first i was like i don't know i, I don't know because we, we had worked so hard to get out to san diego right. from ohio right. and the fact you know we were about to give all that up you know but we we did a year on the road and um best experience ever you know i mean it was hard obviously but right. yeah we made it work so uh, of course and we, we got addicted to it <laughs> right and and that's what i want to talk about a little bit here you know i've been on tour for a couple of weeks at a time and there's this uh, the normal ups and downs of being on the road right you play a bad show and you feel shitty or tired and then you play a great show and you meet amazing new people and and so i've experienced that for a couple of weeks at a time and then i get home and i just want to sleep for a week right and if you guys are doing that for three months at a time or six months at a time is it is it the same sort of continual up and down of of touring i mean there are definitely hard times for sure i feel because we have been doing this in, since 2013 um it has gotten easier Okay. By no means is it like the easiest thing in the world, but <laughs> it has gotten easier because we've made friends across the country and we most of the time have a place to stay and we know what routes to take. And, you know, we know like, okay, we have to stay hydrated. I have to do yoga. Like we, I have to exercise, um, you know, stretch before you play, right. be prepared for the bad shows, be prepared for good shows, you know, um, putting back extra money from the good shows to take care of the bad shows. <laughs> it's just uh, a lot of learning as we go. Okay. And I feel because we have been doing this so long, that's helped tremendously help us learn how to adapt to everything. Okay. And now nine years later of, of doing it relatively full time, would you say it's been worth it? Would you, if you, if you could go back to your yourselves as you were just about to, to make the big step, would any part of you say, you know what, don't do it? No, no, we would totally do it again in a heartbeat. 
That's great. Um, we, wouldn't have, we wouldn't have met all of our friends that we have now because of, right. you know, right. we wouldn't have met people who consider family. Right. Right. And, and going along with that, that line of thought, you know, what success, what is, what is the evolution of success for, for you two as people, as the band, right? So is success just meeting all of these people and being part of these scenes because you know a ton of people now? Is it, you know, what is financial success? How do you guys think about those things in terms of the band and yourselves as people? Um, I mean, it changes as we as we continue. I'm also trying to like focus on shy driving too, but um, <laughs> I mean, we've been able to just build from nothing. You know what I mean? When right. we we left, we we had nothing. Um, I think it's different for everybody. Um, for us, it's being able to keep playing being able to still make it work and make it happen and still afford to sustain ourselves um the fact that we see kids wearing our shirts to shows that means the world to us um i don't know if i have a true definition on what success looks like for us we've always just said let's just see where this band will take us and i feel like you can set goals. Goals are wonderful to set, but I feel like if you're like, okay, if we've made it here, that means we've made it. I feel like that's going to put a limit. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. We're just very, we just roll with the punches. <laughs> that's how we have been doing it since 2013. Right. Right. Uh, what about sometimes, uh, certainly not people from the punk scene, but you can get gatekeepers in the punk scene who say, you know, you're not punk unless you do this or that. But you can also get people that aren't familiar with the punk scene who maybe only see you perform or or look at the name Some Kind of Nightmare and say, oh, they're scary people. But, you know, anybody that knows you knows that you are two of the nicest, most like open people. And then you get on stage and you scream for a little while and then come back off and then you're just warm and <laughs> and loving again. You know, how does that how does that work? Is that just like a natural thing? I mean, we have been playing music since our, I don't know, since we were 19 or 20, shy even longer. And it's our therapy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it keeps, it keeps us balanced. Um, I mean, we all need to find an outlet in some way, shape or form. And the point of art is to heal. So why not combine the two, you know? Right. Right. Cool. And then, I mean, Nobody, nobody owes us anything. So why be mean or why be cruel? It's just, you, you don't, you don't have to be an asshole. You can just be polite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, that's, I, so that's a, that's a great thing. I often, you know, when I, when I talk to artists on this show, one of the, one of the recurring themes is don't be an asshole, right? You don't have to be an asshole. So, so don't be an yeah. asshole. But I think also for, for someone who does what you do, it might be easy to become jaded, right? Or even right. just, yeah. just tired. Um, but yeah. every interaction I've had with you guys, which admittedly isn't a ton, but every single time, again, you're just like the most pleasant people to, to be around. So does that, so it's just like you, what you're saying then is it's just a natural thing. You're not putting on airs or thinking, okay, now we're around people. I got to be friendly again. 
No, I won't say that, but it, there are times where um, sometimes it feels like I'm a forced extrovert when really I'm an introvert. Okay. But um, sometimes, you know, the, the van time when we're driving is our chance for solitude. Mm-hmm. And it's been really awesome seeing Shy come out of his shell because Shy was very quiet, very to himself, uh, very much extremely introverted. And watching him grow as a person and just seeing the way he now talks with people, it's it's been an amazing experience to watch. Cool, cool. So, I mean, yes, there, there are definitely times where you're it's been a six hour drive and you're just exhausted but you know what i mean that's not anybody's fault you know you just people are people are at the show to see you so just interact you know right right so let's talk about some of the songs you know when you when you think about the the early album like still not broken. And then I think transplant pulse is 2020. Maybe it's maybe your most recent. Do you feel like your the songs are different or they're growing? Do you feel like you're approaching the way that you're trying to, to create your art differently? So still not broken was actually when I was, um, some of the songs were written during treatment for breast cancer. Okay. And then the other songs were, um, you know, right after treatment ended and I was still learning as a bass player. Still, I mean, I still am, but, um, I feel like I have grown as a bass player. I feel we we've grown as a band since that album, but those songs were really heavy and meaningful because it was such a, such a crazy experience. Um, transplant pulse, there are songs on there that mean so much to me. Um, you know, one's about losing my dad. The other is, um, you know, singing about Salem, Massachusetts, because it's my favorite city in the whole world so far. And it's, it's, it's odd because it's, it's, I don't know how to explain. I have this need to be in the Northeast sometimes and it, okay. it hits really heavy. And that song was able to capture that. So did you want to add anything in there about, I think Shai's having some allergies. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We, we won't force him. We won't force him to, to be on the show. <laughs> um, but, um, I feel we've come a long way um, since Still Not Broken. But the, again, Still Not Broken was a very, very important album to us. Right. And the song Truth From Me, I want to I wanna understand how someone can like say those words that, that quickly. You know, there's that part of the song, like towards towards the middle and the end where, where Shai is singing and it's so fast and it's not even like simple words. It's like, you know, $5 words. It's, it's so, it's so crazy fast. His timing is ridiculous. His timing. I can't keep up with him because I think we were supposed to be singing that together. Okay. And I just couldn't keep up and he just he's something else. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that brings me to the question, you know, you swap vocals often during songs. So how are you thinking about when you're, when you're writing a song, how are you thinking about, okay, you're going to sing this and I'm going to sing this or how, how do you, how do you, how does that work? Um, usually it's whoever writes the song. 
is going to be the main vocal on that song okay. unless that person voices hey i want to have this as a song that's back and forth with each other okay okay and then you kind of you kind of get a feel for oh backing vocals would be really good here or we can feed off of this by doing this you know right. it's right. i feel it's become really natural with with the two of us which brings me to your vocals. Uh, so, do you lose your voice on tour? Because your 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 singing vocals are are they just sound like it, it takes a ton out of you. And then, of course, you have a lovely speaking voice. So, so it's again, it's one of those juxtapositions between your onstage persona and and how pleasant you guys are in real life. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, no, I I watched a lot of Melissa Cross. She's a vocal right, yeah, yeah. Um, screaming. She has videos on YouTube and it's just learning, um, learning how to sing properly. And it feels like I'm doing it right because I don't lose my voice. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, when the pandemic hit and I wasn't singing every day, um, it was hard to find my voice again. Okay. And I think there were a lot of singers that suffered through that. In fact, our friend Noel was she, he, he, she had made a post. She said, I finally found my scream again. Okay. And, um, yeah, I, I feel that hit a lot of singers hard. Um, yeah, it's just, there's a whole, <laughs> there's a whole thing to learn with breathing, where you're singing from, uh, front of the throat, not good. The back of the throat is more, you know, is, right. is better. Um, Again, unless you're like doing it, it's, it's hard to explain, but I highly recommend looking up vocal instructions, vocal coaches, something, because you don't want to lose your voice. Right, right. Especially when you're doing a bunch of days in a row and you're, you're making your, your living from, from that sort of stuff. So you mentioned the pandemic. Um, the pandemic, of course, hit bands and venues hard all across the country and all across the world. But for yeah. a band like like you guys who are really dependent on being on the road and, and making your living from from doing what you do, um, how did you how did you weather that? How did you survive the time? We were in Milwaukee when the pandemic hit heavy and when shows started shutting down, um, we just stayed in Milwaukee with our friend Juan. Um, his father had just passed and he, you know, he had his father's house and his name said, nobody's living here right now. Just, just stay here till things calm down. And then um, Juan was also trying to sell that house. So once he sold the house, we ended up staying with one of our drummers in Milwaukee, Josh, we stayed with him for like a month or two. Okay. Um, because at that point, you know, we could have gone and stayed with our parents, but we didn't know if we had COVID because we had been traveling and right. not everybody is symptomatic and we couldn't, we couldn't risk putting our parents' health in jeopardy. Mm -hmm. So we stayed in Milwaukee for um, the first, I think, from March until June, the end of June. And then um, we went down and um, figured out a, a temporary living situation with family um, from July all the way until September of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were, you know, we got into door dashing and just figured out how to make it work. Okay. Okay. So just normal gig economy, continuing to try to, to try to get by. Okay. That makes, yeah. that makes sense. Jumping back to songs, FDA approved. I dig that song. 
Uh, what's Thank what's you. that one about? So that one is about how there are still products on the shelves and stores that can cause cancer and it's FDA approved. Why is that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, again, that, that was written right after I had finished treatment and even something as simple as I'm not saying this on the record because there's a lot of controversy about this, but even in skincare products, there are ingredients in there that can mimic estrogen and hormone related things like that have been said, have been supposedly linked with, with mm-hmm. breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so why is this still a thing? Right. Right. <laughs> why are these preservatives still in our products? When, when you're, when you're thinking about so, think topics that you want to write about, are you trying to be, um, are you, are you working on message, right? Is that part of your art delivering a message and whatever it means yeah. at that time for you? Yeah, okay. I would, I would say 100%. Yes. Okay. What comes first music or, or words? Both. Um, I will just have a whole notebook worth of lyrics and then Shy will have a riff and sometimes we put them together and mm-hmm. make it work. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then vice versa. And yeah. Uh, I think now you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think germinated is maybe your most popular song. It gets a rise, I think, when when people hear it. Uh, I think I didn't look at it closely, but I think it's your most played song on on Spotify. Um, so, what is it about? So, what is it about "Germinated" that that resonates? Do you think? I mean, I think it's community. Because it's an uplift song for sure, right? It's about people yeah, yeah. coming together. Yeah, that's the yeah. whole part of it. Yeah. I mean, without each other, how do we succeed? Yeah. We don't. Yeah. 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 Have you that that sense of community, you know, you talk about it in your in your live show, um you're you're uh very uh, upfront about giving your thanks when you're on stage to to whoever is helping you out. All of that stuff is really cool. Have you you know, as you travel around the country, have you come across scenes that that aren't as welcoming as you would like or would expect? Um, there have been certain scenes in the past, but I feel that lately they've, they've grown a lot, mm-hmm. uh, where I would have liked to see more community. I would have liked to see bands supporting each other more. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, scenes go through different waves, you know, you have college kids and then when they graduate, you know, or they move or, you know, anything or bands break up, um, scenes through waves. And I feel like we're moving in the right direction, though, toward everyone learning more show etiquette. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel the scenes have gotten better about that. I would say that the the Pittsburgh scene is relatively old, older, um, but it was like at, at the show at Ormsby that that you guys played. There were young bands, there were lots of kids in the audience, so so that was that was cool to see. Is that something you're seeing more of um, recently? It just it varies. Okay. It varies if we're playing all age venues. It varies um, town to town. You know, it's it's. I would like to be able to focus on all age venues, you know, because kids need it the most, right. you know, right. 
Uh, and speaking of venues in terms of, again, aspirations or plans for the band, you know, when we when we start out, we often have these dreams of being on big stages at Madison Square Garden or or whatever. You know, I remember being a kid and seeing uh, Jakey Lee, Ozzy's guitarist, because he's Asian like me and, you know, having someone to identify with and being like, oh, man, there's an Asian dude and he plays guitar. That's awesome. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, for you guys, is there any do you harbor any desire to to play a giant venue to to experience some of that? that sort of big scene stuff or are you happy doing what you do? I mean, I love doing what we do. If we can reach more people, that would be wonderful. We're again, we're just, we, we roll with the punches. So Mm -hmm. if, if, if we're going to continue playing basements, I love that. Mm -hmm. If, if we're going to grow to playing the bigger stages, then we will adapt. Mm -hmm. But it's never been, oh my God, I would just love to play this huge ass stage. Like <laughs> I like the feel of the community, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it feels, it seems just very, very moved and very cold in the bigger, the bigger venues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But again, if that's something that ends up happening in the future, then we'll adapt to it. And, you know, we'll be thankful that we've been given opportunities, but it, but I love playing sweaty, smelly basement <laughs> shows. Like it's the best feeling in the world sometimes, you know? You have kids moshing and appreciating the fact that you're even there, you know? Right, right. Uh, last last sort of topic here before I let you guys uh, get on, on your way and onto your, onto your day. Uh, the mechanics of of hardware and merch, right? So you need to you need to make sure things are working. So if you have an amp die or your van dies or you run out of merch, right? So how are you planning for those sorts of real life day to day shitty things happening? We have dealt with all of the above um, <laughs> back in. 2017 or 2018, our van was broken into and uh, the individual stole all of our guitars. Awful. And um, the van, God, we've been through so many vans. Um, Basically, what we do is we take a fourth of the money we make and a fourth of it goes back into the van fund, into an emergency fund. Okay. And I highly, highly recommend recommend all touring bands do this Mm -hmm. because it has saved us. Um, This is where the community has really stepped up for us. And we are always grateful. We sell our albums on Bandcamp when shit gets real. um, And people have supported us tremendously throughout the years. And I just, I remember if I remember correctly, it was Amanda Palmer who basically compared it to trust falling Mm -hmm. into your community and with open arms, they've always caught us. That's, that's cool. And, um, so I didn't have any cash at the show, right? So you have this, this QR code where you can go and and buy merch from you guys. And so I bought my snapback hat because that's what I like to collect from, from bands. Um, but you know, does that sort of stuff, do you find, do you find that that sort of being offering options to people, do you, do you feel like that's helping you going forward? Um, so the online store is relatively new. Okay. Um, 
we've mostly just had band camp throughout all these years. Mm-hmm. But uh, Nate Rising, this goes out to you. He sat us down like an intervention and he said, look, <laughs> I've looked for your guys' online store. Where is it? We need to sound and I can run an online store for you, but this is, this has got to happen. Come on guys. <laughs> and so I'm thankful for Nate, for playing that, but this is your, so it's, you know, we're still learning, but I'm, I, I think it is helping for sure. Yeah. One of the guys at the show actually had bought one of the, uh, the online shirts and was wearing it at the show. So cool. That's, yeah. That's great. That's great. So as always, for everybody listening, I will drop all the links um, in. You should definitely check out uh, Some Kind of Nightmare when they come to your place to play because they will be around eventually. They go they go everywhere, and it's super worthwhile to see. And again, don't be afraid to go up and talk to, to Shy and Molly because uh, they're amazing people as well as being an awesome band. I want to thank everyone who's listening. Please continue to do so. Please um, continue to support the podcast and give us a rate and like and all of that stuff. Thank you to Molly and Shy for being on the show, uh, taking the time Thank out you. while you guys are traveling around. It's been it's been great to talk to you. Likewise. Thank you so much for having us. Mm-hmm.